Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. AKA nothing. Uh, this week <laughs> this week we will talk about the Monday show, Daniel and Allison uh, and your calls, Allison's inspirational speech, and the Thursday show, Brian Keith Diaz's photo, Allison's ungothing Renee's move. But first, let's welcome our very special guest. We did not plan it like this, but we got two Southern Bells on the show, Lil Rafael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Nina Hartley. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I was not lucky enough to be on when you were on, correct? Right. I've done it twice. And each time, like for whatever reason, you weren't there. So this is our first time together. That's very cool. I know. I was really looking forward to it. I thought, how is it that I haven't talked to her yet? Um, right. Maybe we'll have to have like a pop Seinfeld quiz later. Just. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, first timer to this show, it's Shanna Tyndall. Welcome to the show, Shanna. Thank you so much, Lisa. I am happy to be here. Hey, and be did talking- I say your name correctly? <laughs> you did say my name correctly. Okay, Thank good. you. I said it in my head a bunch of times. I'm like, it's going to come out wrong. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Okay, good. Um, you know what? B- before we were, uh, before we started, we kind of talked about where you guys are from, and um, maybe just share with people that don't already know. Nina, where are you from? I am from West Virginia. I live on the border of West Virginia and Ohio. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. Yes. I famously don't know much about um, the United States, and I'll have to consult a map for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else about your life that you'd like to share? Um, kids, marriage, whatever you want to share. Uh, sure. Yeah. I have a little daughter who's about the same age as Elliot. Um, so whenever I, I hear Allison talk about little things that Elliot's doing, I'm like, yep, that's us right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I am married. Um, I mean, we could talk about the whole quarantine thing later or mm. once we get into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just say that for now. Okay. And, uh, Shanna, you know, I've actually met you. It's funny that Ruffy and I have yes. met you, but you've never been on the show yet, which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so share with everyone where you're from. So I am... Uh native to Georgia and live just outside of Atlanta. I've always lived in Georgia. And of course, those of you who know Jen and Al, um, they are a little less than uh, an hour south of me. So that part is really cool. I am recently divorced and I'm dating. Um, so that's interesting because uh, I was married for a really long time. It's a whole new world. And I have a 10 year old daughter. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the basics. So dating, first of all, dating now with the quarantine, but also dating after being married for so long, I can't even imagine getting, going back into that world. Like Mm. that's Mm. must be really crazy. It is challenging. Um, I had not dated since I was in high school. My ex-husband and I were kind of high school sweethearts. So pre-dating apps, pre-internet really, um, so yeah, it's it's a completely different world, kind of scary. And then yeah, the quarantine puts a big damper on that sort of thing. Um, the people I did create 
and this is, I know this is somewhat controversial, but because I just live with my daughter and I, you know, I'm unemployed, so I don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of other interaction with people. I did kind of create a, a quarantine bubble, uh, so that I could still see friends and still see, um, uh, you know, have dates, but know that kind of know like who they see and know that, you know, they work from home. And so my risk is kind of limited because for my mental health, I could not just be home with my daughter all the time. I have to Mm -hmm. see adults. (laughs) I I, no, I understand. All right. I think, uh, well, it's nice to get to know you guys and I'm glad that you both are on. I know you both share sort of a crush on Tones. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Yes. We do. I mean, I know the intensity of Nino's versus mine. I mean, she is, she's married and I'm not. So I can pretend Mm. that maybe I could one day have a chance. That is true. I mean, realistically, no, but I can think of it in my head. But should we talk about the, the, uh, the tweets that Tony has sent out about the (laughs) Well, Rocky, I think you uh, had a question for Nina. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh Uh-oh, yeah. Well, um, I happened to stumble upon the Twitter, and (laughs) I noticed that someone was kind of shooting their shot (laughs) with Tony, it would appear. Um, How much money are you going to pay for a ball pick? I know. I know, exactly. Then I started feeling bad because other people started being, started you know, chiming in. And I'm like, oh, no, now Tony's going to feel pressured to, like, show his balls. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm so I don't know if Shana will complain about that. <laughs> oh, I was... <laughs> I was really surprised to read through that thread and see that <laughs> Nina jumped to that so quickly. I mean, I felt really bad. <laughs> wow, you're really going for it here. I mean, I was just looking at that thinking, okay, he's we, we could tease him about, you know, you should take a picture of yourself wearing them, but you're really, yeah, you really I went know. for it. You went directly I surprised for it. myself. <laughs> I'm and I can only imagine how embarrassed he probably was to read. <laughs> And then that's why I started feeling bad. Not that he would actually do it, but I mean, if I posted a picture of my panties, that would be kind of asking for something. Well, (laughs) that is true. Then he did. He did tweet. Um, nobody, I I can't say it verbatim, but nobody wants to see a picture of a forty-one-year-old man with a gut (laughs) or whatever. So that's what he said. I would. Uh, yeah. I, so, okay yeah. With looking his at that. Follow-up, his follow-up was that he hadn't seen any, you know, donation receipts in his DM. So oh. I was like, okay. I, I see. Know. Like, so, so what you're saying is if we donate, if I donate and I, you know, and I'd be willing, if he's willing to share the picture with more than one person, I feel like, you know, if multiple people donate, then we could all share in the picture of, of Tony in the motion city. <laughs> I feel like if he puts it out there like that in more ways than one, I feel like, hey, if he's, you got to call him out on this. You need to Mm -hmm. give him whatever it is, $5 or whatever. He did say, Nina, you started this. So he made a point to say that. And so, yeah, but then he did say, he was like, you didn't specify what kind of ball. You know, there's a toy that Moose doesn't play with. Mm, so, so he's you, like, I could post a picture of that. 
So then I didn't feel as bad. I mean, I'm sure he enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I, I, I know, I know he has to be flattered. Yeah, but Rocky, would you be flattered if two beautiful women were asking (laughs) for you to drop a ball? Show your balls. I'd be flattered if a dog wanted to see him, <laughs> if uh, a raccoon walking by just saw me. Give you a wink. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, see? Well, and I was I like, where is Mr. Big, Big Junk right now? <laughs> you know? Uh, I think the moral of the story is that you guys need to put your money where your mouths are. Oh. That true. is, I, I think I that agree. is probably true. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Nina and I will just have to get together and just go, are we serious about this? What do you think? (laughs) What do you think it would take? Like, how much money do you think you would want to see donated? I haven't looked and seen what he's selling all the, he's got the um, CDs that he, you know, used on bizarre albums or several of them for, right. uh, For auction on eBay and getting donated money. So I'm thinking, what is he, what's the, what's the message? Um, that he would take. I mean, I. I think it's time to put it to the test. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Start, let the I'm, I'm begin. willing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm unemployed, so I don't have a limitless you know. funds. I mean, I would like to see him in the underwear, but <laughs> I can't bankrupt myself. So. Yeah, you have uh, yeah. Tony's ball. You have Tony's <laughs> ball money. You don't have fu money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I, I did start feeling bad. I, I'll, I'll drop it after that. <laughs> like, I was just tired. Like, everything that I say anymore, I don't know what it is just staying home too much. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That didn't come out right. No, I don't, or, I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I understand. I don't, well, I don't think you, I don't think he's like, will resent you for that. I but, don't think so either. Yeah. I think he's yeah. happy and actually probably thinking about how he's going to stage it because it's going to happen. Maybe next time he does karaoke, he can throw those puppies on. I'm so sad that well, I missed that. Here's the thing, Shana. Maybe you all could get together. I mean, for who knows how long he can do Zoom. He can produce podcasts via Zoom. He can move to Atlanta and be with you. He's saying there's a chance. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and this has become the Tony, the Tony podcast. So I'm sure. <laughs> it's the Tone Zone. We're, we're, uh, okay. Where did my daughter say she wanted to create a, a fake, no, not a fake, like a fan page for him called In the Tone Zone? <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Because she so and I cute. were watching the the thing together, the um, the karaoke, uh-huh. and she's like, is he going to be embarrassed about this tomorrow? I said, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe not. I'm, I'm, sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry to see it, but he was that. drinking wine. At, he was drinking wine at the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You could tell he was, okay. So he was was probably a little drunken uh yeah it went from a wine well. glass to like uh, a tumbler later on so i don't know what was in that oh. but... <laughs> i hate that i missed it i know i took a screenshot i'll have to send it to both of you yeah. um <laughs> before we talk about monday and you know the reason why we're all here why don't we do a, a yeah. quick round of shout outs little rafi do you have any shout outs um a shout out to whitney mm. and i think that's it Okay. Uh, Nina, do you have any shout outs? Um, yeah, I think, would it be, would it be okay to have a shout out to, um, you probably know, maybe all of you, the, 
the um, Allison fan that lost her mother recently. Oh, Laura Craycraft? Yeah. Yeah. say, do a shout out to her because I felt really bad um, that she lost her mom and I I reached out to her. And, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, it's really like those few months after you lose someone that's actually harder, I think. And, you know, if she's listening to this, just, you know, let her know that I'm thinking about her. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. so sweet, Mina. Oh, thank you. Do <sighs> you have any shout outs? My shout out would be to Leanne because Leanne is awesome. Um, I mean, that just goes without saying, but also that she reaches out to me often and just kind of mm-hmm. ask how I'm doing. Um, and I really appreciate how positive she is all the time. So, and, and such an amazing supporter of Allison and everything. Else. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Leanne, I love you. Oh, that's a good Aww. one. Uh, yeah. My shout outs are to Brittany and the TNC and I will be talking with you guys later. Also to Dr. Jen and Lauren Kelly and Lauren, I shouted her out last week but i forgot to add to it that she's she and her kids both they all drew pictures for me and sent them to me and that was the, the main reason why i wanted to shout her out because it was just so sweet and um thoughtful as as always also shout out to leanne because she's the best shout out to trace <laughs> Superfan megan luke chestane ray morgan bruised by dawn kelly lundquist yeah bruised by dawn yes I love his i love his photos like he's like a mystery to me because i have no idea what he looks like <laughs> i've you gotten know, to meet, just... him a, meet him a few times and okay. if you go on actually i think his picture is still there on the bf fancast twitter account i think the pinned picture oh. i think he's in that one or it's my account okay. i don't know which one yeah i think it's on that one um, yeah, he's on my Instagram, and I just see, like, all his, like, awesome food. I know, and, I want to like, eat the, everything. The drinks. <laughs> yeah. Rafi and I went to one of the places that he went to, like, to one of the places, he, restaurants he eats at. And I thought, we mm-hmm. just need to go on the Bruce by Dawn tour. Because yeah. I want to eat everything that he, he eats and drinks, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And he and makes be delicious fun. beer, which he's delivered to. We've met up in a few parking lots in Orange. <laughs> to get oh, that's nice. Beer. Give me beer he's made. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he came over to our house some hour, came over to my house once for one of the group recordings, but, um, yeah. So also Scott Marquez, Tamara Holler. Oh, that was me. Somebody's burritos ready. Oh no, I, no, it's just not. I'm I just garlic. <laughs> I only said that cause I had to scarf a burrito before this cause I'm a tiny bit hungover. Um, also <laughs> shout out to Sandy Rose. <laughs> Lee Bruns, Tim Ortez, and of course the one and only great Whitney. All the things that she's doing this week to raise money for Black Lives Matter and for for a lot of different uh, causes, which I think is really awesome. And she's going for it. Also, shout out to Tony's left testicle. All right, let's. <laughs> I chose left. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, his favorite one. You know. <laughs> Do, about to see what, is there which, a favorite? Right. I mean, well, maybe that's your next you tweet. <laughs> that's your next tweet. Yeah, not mine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. Uh, I think it's time to talk about the Monday show. Mm. All right. Okay. So they've uh, been doing these shows every Monday, which it's Daniel and Allison and taking the fans' calls, which is fun. 
they started off by saying they got a babysitter and I couldn't tell you like I mean I couldn't tell you what am I gonna say no uh I could tell how excited and happy like there was just a lightness Mm -hmm. in their voices Mm -hmm. of like freedom and I don't know if it's good time to it's a good time to start getting a babysitter right away I don't I don't know if it's safe but I could just tell there was a lightness and they were just super excited about it yeah like I know exactly like right now as we're recording I told my husband you and Talia go take a drive for like an hour and a half like just drive I just want to be here by myself like I, I I don't get any breaks. Mm. So, you know. and that is why I'm hungover today because, well, last night we my mother in law is the best. She takes the kids every single Friday night for a couple of hours. Oh. But last night I said, you know, we haven't gone out to dinner yet since March or whatever. We kind of missed our anniversary. We kind of missed Valentine's Day a little bit, and that was not because of the quarantine, but. I said, let's just have the kids spend the night over there and we can just like, Mm -hmm. but what happened is I went hog wild. (laughs) (laughs) I think I passed out. It's been so long. So it was my first time going to a restaurant. I felt weird about it and it was a little weird being there, but it was just, it really felt like Twilight Zone because I'm like, everything looks the same, but it's different. You know what I mean? It's just kind Mm -hmm. of weird, but, um, but it was from what I remember, pretty fun. (laughs) From what you remember. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. The food was delicious. And um, I'm feeling pretty bad this morning. But it was worth it. Um, But that's... I was going to say, hopefully it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I I totally get the whole sitter thing in general. But right now, it's so nice to just have your own space. And Mm -hmm. it's... Like uninterrupted time. Yes. Having your own thoughts in your head and not anybody else's is like... Like when Daniel talks about Elliot just being like, dad, 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 whatever. Yes. Where it's just like, oh my God, that kind of stuff. I forgot about it because my kids are older now. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. oh, right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about how crazy it is when they're young and they're just all in your head. And that's what brought me to podcasts actually is needing that like adult voice to hear something else besides the craziness going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my daughter, do- I mean, my daughter being 10, she. And she's starting that puberty route. So Mm. she entertains herself, you know, quite a bit. But it is definitely different to have that freedom of I can literally do whatever I want and go wherever I want. And having been married for so long, I I have never lived by myself. So she's with her dad most weekends. So that's when I, like, this is me time. Wow. Um, That's great. I, was, I but enjoyed I was... living by myself because I did up until I got married. Mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom with her. And so, yeah, I, I definitely could identify yeah. with uh, Allison and Daniel talking about having the kids right there. And I did also work from home some at that time and trying to squeeze that in um, and entertain oh the toddler uh, and try to actually sleep so I, I can identify, and I did not have um, a lot of help or a lot of sitters or anything. They didn't, I don't think that they mentioned whether that was their previous, their nanny or not. I'm guessing because, not, because they said babysitter. I thought, I thought they would have right. said we got our nanny back, but. Uh, or our babysitter back. Right. Yeah, right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that they went back and forth with whether to have her. Yeah. Like stay with them. Um, and I think it's a different situation for them that they're both working. They both work 
you know, a lot. And they both working from home and having two small children. Uh, and they were talking yeah. about Owen, Owen, like, starting to walk recently. And mm-hmm. just thinking about, in my head, about how, how what kind of dynamic that is. And having, you know, them enter, Elliot and Owen, you know, interacting, I can't imagine. So, yeah, they definitely sounded this week, uh, this Monday show, a lot more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, it's like just for, even if it is for a few hours, just having, not having to have your other your one ear um on the lookout (laughs) or whatever for a kid that's crying or needs you Mm -hmm. that's something that my daughter did go to daycare twice a week before all this happened and it was like okay thank goodness I have some uninterrupted me time to get stuff done Mm -hmm. so I haven't had that since like March 8th March 10th (laughs) you've been on the the calendar you're like oh my god (laughs) No, mm-hmm. this is bad. This okay. Yeah. I have black, just regular black yoga pants on right now, and a gray T-shirt that says, um, "She got it from me," because my daughter had a matching T-shirt that says, "I got it from my mama." Aww. No, and I no, I got I kind of curled my hair a little bit, and my husband was like, "Well, you're dressed up." And I'm like, "It's pretty bad that this is dressed up. This is dressed up." Are you serious? Like, he wasn't trying to be funny. Oh. Serious. I'm like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> We're all there. Oh, wow. Well, it's a little thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I put a bra on. I hate wearing a bra. <laughs> you know? I hate it. Well, if I don't wear a bra, my husband's like, oh, it's go time. Like, I have to always. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's mixed wow. signals. It's mixed signals. I can't. Okay. <laughs> but, uh. So speaking of, that's a small gesture. Daniel was talking about grand gestures and talking about the grand gestures that he did in high school and Mm. how much it kind of affected him. And then he was talking about maybe when his kids go through it, that he's going to be proud of them, that they're doing that kind of stuff, even though he knows living through it sucked. But I was wondering if you've been on the receiving end of a grand gesture or get, you know, I know that Nina kind of put that matzo ball out there with tony i don't know if that's a grand gesture or not but um i'm wondering if you guys have any experience with any of negative positive grand gestures um oh i kind uh, this isn't a grand gesture i feel kind of bad even i hope this doesn't look bad on me but um i had a good guy friend platonic um i would I, he was probably, he was like that kind of guy. Now looking back on it, like, um, I would complain to like, uh, I would complain to him about stupid boyfriends and all that oh, stuff. No. Oh boy. I know. And the guy blah, blah, blah. like, what about me? Look at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was so not attracted to him. I, I just wasn't whatever. And I never, at least I thought I never flirted with him in the least. So anyway, I get an email and it's like, you know, I'm in love with you. I don't remember. It was bold, you know. Wow. It was. I mean, it was like I'm in love with you and have been for, I don't know, whatever. I can't remember it. But the shitty Uh, thing that I did was I didn't respond because looking back on it, like I should have, I should have said something. I should have at least given him some kind of closure or certainty about it. But it's like, I didn't know what to do. And I was kind of upset. 
at the time, Nina? Well, like what how old were you? I, I wish I could say I was like 16, but I was like 21. That's still really young. I think. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think your twenties are like a wash of like being a sh- shitty, like You're a lot of shitty moments and a, a lot, lot of, of embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would cut you slack for that just because. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you're still figuring out how to navigate relationships, and yeah. I understand. Yeah. So that that's one, you know. That's a grand. That was grand gesture. Yeah. yeah. It is. And, it, sure. and did you ever, so like with Daniel, he, you know, he just got ghosted basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wonder whatever happened to her or if she ever, I don't know. I th- I think I've been on the receiving end of, cause I had a, always had a lot of guy friends and then mm-hmm. you don't know if they're really friends with you just in case you accidentally sleep together or. <laughs> I would say if I had to guess Lisa, I would say at least half. That I, into you. I think probably. Well, yeah, I mean, and some of them I did end up sleeping with. So <laughs> there you go. I probably most of them were like, "Hey, I really like her." You know? But you know, I definitely Maybe. had guy friends where I'm like, "Oh, I think that they like me." I didn't really realize it, and then you kind of just get more distant or whatever because I don't, I don't know, I don't. It, you can't go from when someone tells you you they like you. How do you go back from that if you don't like them exactly? Back? Yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, it, it's a friendship ender if it, if you don't oh, feel yeah. the same. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but I think that's, that probably happens a lot. For me, it was high school, so I can say, you know, I can blame it on that. But I also had a guy friend that I was not in the slightest bit attracted to, had no clue that he was attracted to me. And I was like 14 or 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me a long letter and included a guitar pick. Oh. And there were like there was a poem involved. And that's the only time this has ever happened to me. So it's extremely memorable. And I felt I mean it was extreme it was very flattering, but I you know, my first thought was, uh oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't tell him that. I did say, uh I did actually say I really appreciate this, but I'm not interested in you in that way. And I hope we can still be friends. So I tried, but then I really felt awkward after that. And we really didn't, you know, we used to talk on the phone a lot. And yeah, I would talk to him about guy, other guys and stuff. We, we, it kind of fell off after that. So I I may, I tried to to be nice and do what I felt like you were supposed to do, but it was kind of ruined after that. Um, Yeah. Well, and that's just the way it is. Like, you know, he, because you gave him a pretty clear, straightforward answer, even if it took him a while to get over you, like at least he knew. And that's, that's, that's the thing. Knowing is, uh, I always figure you'd rather know. So I wonder, Daniel didn't go into detail about, I don't know if they, well, Allison has talked about her looking up, you know, uh, ex-boyfriends or guys she used to date or whatever but I don't know if Daniel's gone into any detail about that or is that more of a, a girl thing yeah and my exes thing. are also slippery none of them are have any social media presence uh, <laughs> I'm like come on how can I spy on you if you're not there <laughs> there's a few that I've looked up just out of curiosity and I'm just so embarrassed. I'm yes. embarrassed of my whole life. I have I the mean, same <laughs> thing where I'm like, really? When I look it up, I always like, if I do find someone, I just feel worse. Like, why did I even look? It just reminds me of like how much like, ugh. Well, <laughs> like, like Allison, like when she talks about her, 
previous dating life and like, oh, she would be so crushed, like if the relationship ended or if someone ghosted her. I mean, that would crush me to my core. Mm-hmm. And, and I would whine to my best friends and even my mom. And I, and I look back at that and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I don't want to <laughs> even show my face. Like, I want to apologize to these people and say, I am so sorry. Oh, that would be even more. Self- but- I was a selfish idiot. Well, <laughs> oh. Rafi, what about you? Any grand gestures? Any big matzo balls out there? I think, I think that uh, going by pop culture, you would think that grand gestures are more of a thing. But I don't know when you're young enough to even consider doing a grand gesture. I don't I don't think you would have most people wouldn't have the confidence to go through with it or maybe the budget. (laughs) But uh, um, (laughs) I think I'm going to cancel that Skywriter I had uh, planned on hiring. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is really a movie TV moment of yeah. like, where did they get all that money from? To, it's right. one thing to just and make it a is declaration. So unrealistic, too, probably like Rafi, you're saying. Like, it's, I mean, who really does that? It is more like of a TV show. Grand Gestures, like with Daniel, is just writing a poem or like making a picture or whatever he did, which is right. huge for anybody to be like, hey, I like you and here's a card. I mean, it's th- that would not be a very fun movie to watch, but like it's a grand gesture in real life. Um, yeah, right. that's, that's realistic. Yeah. I don't know if I knew of many grand gestures or gestures like that, though. I don't know if like most guys did that, like in yeah. their I, I've teens had, like, or whatever. Uh, one guy was kind of like what you were saying, uh, Shanna, is no. Now I'm mixing up the stories. Anyway, um, I had a guy that liked me, but we we were really friends. He worked at my work, and then he just became a stalker. So, like, his grand gestures were, like, over the top <laughs> of, like, oh, okay, this is, like, just weird, like, big presence and big, like, I don't know. It reminds Creepy, me of, uncomfortable. yeah, like the Seinfeld episode where, um, where, uh, crazy joe devola has pictures of elaine everywhere like <laughs> yeah. he would tell me that he would cut pictures of picture like of people out of magazines that look like me and talk to them like they were me oh like, my goodness that's weird yeah Lisa, did you did you end up needing to get the police involved no because... but wow it's it's weird because he always was on kind of like the border of like like he would bring presents to work like videos like videos of people killing themselves and like videos what? of like oh, he wrote creepy. like plays like that I was supposed to star in and like movies and I'm like okay, he's dead now but like it, oh jeez yeah he was just weird yeah he was just really, I was just about his, to that ask was like grand gestures yeah he <sighs> that's not grand gestures yeah it, not grand it's just a uh, creepy gesture dysfunctional yes. yes yeah yeah disturbing gestures very mm. yeah when I heard that he passed I was like okay I. I feel a little safer in life right now um but uh so they took calls on this monday's episode and they took a few more than last week uh the first one was a call from shannon and i don't think they said where she was from but she's a healthcare worker and she was talking about her therapist possibly ghosting her or dumping her and i feel like instead of getting mad i think just what allison and dan said like maybe the email got lost 
or the text got lost or something like i would give it one more chance before you think like this person's just you know yeah that's That's immediately what i thought yeah immediately what i thought if she has any idea of what kind of person her therapist is like how she runs her business blah 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 don't think you know don't automatically go there thinking she doesn't care to reach out to you right i i thought the same thing and also uh i'm not i'm fine with admitting that i have a therapist and i know that mental health you know during the quarantine and i'm sure her the the pressure that so many healthcare workers are under and essential workers I'm her therapist is probably extremely busy or you know is dealing with her own stuff so I would give her the benefit of the doubt and and reach out Mm -hmm. again I decided that it's just cutting me off for no reason so that would be really devastating because that is such a personal relationship and yeah like I can understand how she's feeling, but like you said, give her, give her the benefit of the doubt. Try it one more time, and then get angry or hurt. Because, yes. I mean that is crazy if they did. If that it's is true, probably unless the therapist is just really a shitty therapist. I mean that's possible, right. but it's probably a technical thing. Like that's maybe she didn't get it, or maybe she for, she's ha- probably having to work from home. You know she going back and forth trying to get files who knows yep. it's just it would, if she is if this did happen she's very unprofessional but i doubt i think it's a slim chance so hopefully we hear back from shannon saying <laughs> yeah, I, hope so. <laughs> I got to talk to my therapist i always love the conversations that go on between the calls because i think daniel is so insightful and the things that he says like mm-hmm. sometimes i get kind of not bored with these monday shows i kind of wish mm-hmm. it was just a bonus episode instead the monday shows are controversial lisa right but you know that <laughs> yes yeah so i like that you know he um he said just assuming everything is positive mm-hmm. that the positive is the true thing and i think that's just such a nice outlook on life and yeah you're gonna be disappointed but i feel like why always look for the negative because then you know I don't know. Maybe you're just going to get disappointed if you're always looking for the positive, but I don't know. I just like the way, the way he like gets yeah. so like deep and philosophical and just like, okay, he's really a cool guy. <laughs> well, yeah, what, he, absolutely. what he said was really true. And I think you can tell that he's probably done like some cognitive therapy because that is faulty thinking that leads to uh, negative emotions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's just the perfect example that he explained very well about that. Yeah, and he he has mentioned right that he has he has been in therapy before, so that I think yeah. that helps give him you know that a different insight into dealing with some of the negative stuff that we're all dealing with right now. So, and I I agree, mm-hmm. I appreciate that he has been. I mean, he's definitely what I like about the Monday Show is how deep it does Oops, get sorry. in terms of somebody's uh, oh, phone. <laughs> so the next caller was emily from maryland and she was talking about breaking up with someone during all this it's just oh my gosh just Mm -hmm. yikes i almost feel like just just i mean if it's horrible i guess you have to but i would almost just be like let's just write it out until the end because i mean that just seems like a nightmare to add to all of this um Mm -hmm. And she, I didn't hear her say she was a tattooer. I because I listened. I to didn't her either. Really quick, but I've never heard a tattoo artist call themselves a tattooer either. But maybe that's a Maryland thing. I don't know. I didn't. Hear yeah, that's it, a her strange. Say that either. 
I didn't either, so it must have just uh, she must have just said it really quick in passing. But yeah. once that was pointed mm-hmm. out, that that's very that's unusual for sure. I've only ever heard tattoo artist, but yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I didn't know Daniel if, was a, a fan of the tattoo arts. What were you gonna say, Rafi? If anyone who's listening to this ever worked at Subway, I want to know if you called yourself a sandwicher <laughs> or a sandwich sandwicher. Artist. <laughs> I have known someone who worked at Subway and they never seriously called themselves a sandwich artist. I mean, I would say in a very, you know, ironic and roll your eyes, like, yeah, I'm a sandwich artist. Um, I I would like to think they probably don't actually take that seriously, but they don't give themselves a title. Right. It's all in the commercial. That's the grand gesture of advertising. (laughs) Yes. Um, Sandwich artist. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, the and next so before, oh, sorry, uh, I want to just I, I took offense to something Daniel said. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, something his... that I said. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Here's where uh, he starts getting on me for my iPhone use. <laughs> he said that uh, if all you do is Bart Simpson <laughs> tattoos, that you're not an artist. And I have seen <laughs> some lovely Simpsons tattoos. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Lisa, you don't have any, but. Oh yeah, because that's not real art. But you um, took offense. Do you do you have a Bart? Do you have a Bart Simpson tattoo, Rafi? Is that why you took offense? Or? I do not. But um, you should though. I have seen quite a few good ones. There's the sure. Venus de Milo gummy thing tattooed on <laughs> someone that I've seen. I'm trying to think of other ones, but you know, it it all depends on the person. Like sure. if you told me. You had a piece of toast tattooed okay, on you. Like, okay. Are you psychotic? But then when you see it, I think, oh, that's frame it in the uh, Smith, in not the Smithsonian. The, uh, yeah, that would be interesting to see in a piece of toast tattooed on someone. Well, if you know the, if you got to know the person, and you know, you would probably come to understand why that was something they felt significant enough to put on their body, or maybe yeah. they were really drunk. Uh, who knows? I do have but to say, I, it was the I, first time I ever drank when I got a tattoo. <laughs> See? <laughs> I would want to know the story behind the toast, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I can share <laughs> that with you. you guys don't know I'm talking about Lisa, <laughs> she has a tattoo of toast. <laughs> oh, I wonder, do you? I do. So, the reason, I'll tell you the reason why I have toast. First of all, toast is delicious, but that's not the reason why (laughs) I need to get a tattoo of it. Um, I have so many tattoos that I kind of wanted to, like, start putting, like, silly things in, like, where's Waldo of, like, pictures. Like, oh, there's a random whatever. So, I'm like, I'm going to get a piece of toast in here. And it turned out, like, totally horrible and, like, way big. It looks like I really love toast. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see the toast now. Yeah, and Robbie's, and Robbie's well, first tattoo is going to be a matching toast tattoo. He already told How me. toasted oh, is it? Because if it's lightly toasted, and I know you're a pretty fair-skinned girl, like, it, it has to contrast with your skin. I'll just um, turn on my camera. Oh, boy. Yeah, I want to see your toast. Oh. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Can you see it? I ca- oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, okay. Kind of. Slab of butter. I call it the Flintstones of toast. Flintstones. I was not expecting it to be. Like, I was picturing like lightly. Yes, I'm me not too. Sure why. Like it's a cute toast. little picture of toast. Not. Or maybe like a cute little face on it. You know, <laughs> like a little. One of my friends like... said I should put a beret on it. It could be French toast. <laughs> 
that's smart. Maybe you could somehow get like a, you know, get like a little face on it and a, a mustache. That would be adorable. That I mean, would do because I was going to get it removed, but um, but maybe just dressing it up. I don't know. I maybe, did I drink? No, I think the guy was drinking, and I don't usually get that. I don't know. He was a good friend of mine, and for some reason he was drinking. And by the time it was my husband's turn, he was wasted. And he never tattooed so my you're, husband. You're the only one who got the bad tattoo. Yeah. And he gave me two tattoos that day. The other one was fine. But this one was not exactly what I wanted. And I told my husband, I said, I took one for the team. Because you would have had like a misspelled whatever it was on that he wanted. Yeah. Oh, so. no. That would be worse, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So now then... I've got my silly little toast. Thanks, Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I am surprised that Daniel likes tattoo art. And I wonder, I don't think I know if he has any tattoos, but. He does. I think he has one. Okay. Is it Garfield or something? No. It would be great if it were something like that. Yeah. Like Garfield or Alf or like. Is it the Led Zeppelin logo? Or Bart Simpson? It is. It's the Led Zeppelin logo. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. very. I don't remember that. Okay. I feel yeah. like that's kind of cliche. I mean, I feel like that's so to make fun of someone getting a Bart Simpson tattoo. It's true. That's a I'm agreeing with Rafi that that's that's kind of hypocritical for him to, you know, it's that's not anything original. So I can understand him being a fan of tattoo art in general. There are some really amazing, beautiful mm-hmm. um, tattoo art out there. But and as you know, as an artist himself, I could say you could appreciate that. But ragging on somebody for a specific tattoo, that's not cool. So um, I agree. (laughs) Okay, so I got to find a Led Zeppelin tattoo. That's going to be the cover art for um, SoundCloud (laughs) for this episode. Um, So Molly from Minneapolis, uh, she was talking about how she was having Mm. such a positive experience and now it's become a really negative experience just because her city is burning and the whole world is going into hell, going to hell in a handbasket. So uh, I feel for anybody that's having to live through all of this, like literally being there mm-hmm. and dealing with it and just sounds, sounds like hell. Once again, Daniel comes in with his love is the reason why we live. And like, that's how we will mm-hmm. heal. And it was just like, it's so true. And I, I do agree that sometimes love gets like he was saying, kind of hokey, like kind of cheesy Valentine, whatever, when it really is like the, the true, like what we boil down our lives to like strive for, I guess, you know? Right. Right. That was so, that was really sweet because, um, he does, I think come across and part of it is, is, is for humor, but he does come across as, as really cynical sometimes, but on these Monday shows lately, he, I feel like he has, you know, been really compassionate, really shown what a, a sweet, um, kind person is. So I, I loved him saying that because it is, it is true, and it, it is sad in a way that we have, we get to the place of saying that that's hokey or cheesy to talk about. But I mean, honestly, what else is there? So when yeah. you and now is really a time that, you know, we're kind of down to the basics of going well what what do we all need and want and that's that kind of is it i mean you can sum a lot of stuff up to that i think so yeah yeah um he's mentioned before like he he feel he's um he's never been comfortable being like earnest Mm -hmm. 
And that's kind of like his go-to is just to be a little cynical or like uh, sarcastic kind of thing mm-hmm. that he's, he's really tried to work on that. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So they, we got a little peek behind the curtain this week because Allison, I guess her plan to get topics for the show is to have a, just have a notes app and during the week in between shows, just put some stuff in there that maybe could turn into a conversation. And they were like, oh, none of this, you know, nothing really happened. But then it ended up turning into a whole conversation. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But I feel like that's kind of when the Bickersons came out. And it's just, okay, this is getting uh, yeah. a little bit much now. The is, that when, is that when Daniel was like reading his and he was like, got yeah. up, checked Twitter, took a nap. Yes. Oh, or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is be really funny. It's like you say there's nothing there, but it's there. It's funny. It's it's, it's, just, it's yeah. It's like a show about nothing. So yeah. I can make a Seinfeld reference. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you waited at a Chinese restaurant. You went home. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> so it's always it's a good fodder, no matter what they you know that mm-hmm. turned into a thing. Yeah. So he talked about the fact that maybe Quabi might actually become something he's going to do. I don't know if he's being <laughs> facetious or if this is something real, but um, I would watch these uh, Quants bites for sure. Yeah, I, I, cute. I've paid. I mean, the when he has when he used to post, uh, he had a website. I don't even know if he still uses it, and I don't even remember what he called it. But when he had a website and he was sold some stuff. Oh yeah, Q's art. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he sold some stuff. Put some. I know we put some videos of him uh, working on. I think when he was doing some sculpting, didn't he do like a Donald Trump sculpture? He did oh, a few yeah. other sculptures and sold them. I I thought that was really cool, and I would be into you know seeing more of the creative stuff that he does, including you know whatever entertainment or, or news things. I mean, I I always meant to actually get the comic book that he worked on, and I still haven't, but. I've always been curious about it. I wonder if, if anybody has actually owned it, seen Robbie, it, read it. I think you know the answer to this. Um, I, of course, went and bought a copy somewhere online, and we've been uh-huh. passing it around like a yearbook. Who currently uh, has it? Uh, Scott Marquez. Uh, he was Walter supposed to give it to me, and then he forgot the last time we saw each other. So, <laughs> hmm. Of course. <laughs> How much is this going for, Rafi? I'm just curious. I have I mean, no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, comic yeah, I book. Know, not that much, but it's it's a graphic novel type thing, and it's pretty okay. graphic as well. Um, okay, graphic, graphic, got it. Yeah, um, it's good. Like he only did the writing, so none of the art is his, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I there's mean, also that strange. there's also that Spider-Man comic that he worked on. Um, I think he wrote that, and. Um, I had that and gave it to Ray. He won that. Um, mm. So you can see some of his stuff out there if you look for it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm actually on his website right now. It is thequants.com. And he teaches you how to draw Donald Trump with steps like draw a small erect penis with two <laughs> tiny hairless holes. Oh, okay, I, can't oh, wow. I, I didn't know this was even a thing that he Me neither. has videos. He's never like, mentioned it. Yeah. I yeah, I, I just I hadn't been there in forever, and he used to do 
the watching hour, which I'd never, yes. that, that podcast, which I didn't listen to because I can't remember exactly all the shows that he covered, but like Game of Thrones, right? It was Game of Thrones, Westworld, and, and Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I did listen. Which I watched. So. <laughs> I, I want to get into Twin Peaks. I, of course, watched Game of Thrones and Westworld, but he stopped doing the episodes like sometime, like he didn't finish the series to to talk about them. So what I'm hoping is now that they have their sitter, when everything kind of gets back to normal for him to get out and do some artwork to get back to doing the watching hour. Cause I think he loved it. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it, it would be amazing yeah. to hear him doing that again. Cause it was a lot of fun. And you can just tell how happy he is to talk about this stuff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. And uh fun mm-hmm. fact, the other tattoo I got, on that same day was a Twin Peaks tattoo. <laughs> oh, cool. I watched the original run of Twin Peaks. I was very into that. Um, so I'm always kind of torn on, you know, sequels way after the fact mm. or remakes or yeah. whatever. So I, I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to, to do that because sometimes it kind of spoils the whole experience for you, I think. I so agree. what's your I, what's I, Twin I, tattoo? Oh, uh, uh, it's just the FWWM, just the firewalk with Okay. Me. But right. eventually I'd like to get like a, bl- a blue rose or like some, some other, mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I, I don't know for... anything about it. Like I oh, want okay. to watch the original, I'm going to watch the original. Like yeah, we started it like a few weeks, a few years ago. And I think I finished the first episode and I may have changed my mind. I mean, it, it was good. The episode I watched, but it was that girl that went missing. I'm like, oh no, I can't deal with this. Oh, you know? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And I think it was because either I was pregnant or just had her. So I was like, I can't do this. Oh. But um, so maybe I'll get back to it, though. And I used to just be more of a fan of the movie. But now mm-hmm. I'm more of a fan of the show. But it's just kind of like a comfortable place to go. Like I watch Gilmore Girls every year because it's kind of like a comfortable place to visit. But Twin Peaks is just. I've never watched Gilmore really? Girls. Really? Okay. Nope. Never, ever. Jenna and Leanne because they were such fans. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. And I oh. now I love it, and then now my kids love it. And we went to go to the set last year, and like, wow. and they had the thing at uh, wherever it was, WB, and it was really cool. But cool. yeah, the Twin Peaks thing though, like listen, I go every year to the Twin Peaks fest. More guys, oh, I'm sorry. What was did that? you guys? Did you listen to Gilmore Guys? Oh yeah. Like, did you? Okay. And when I started watching, it was probably I watched it once before that show came out before the Gilmore guys came out and then I kind of rewatched it again and I was just like this show's amazing I can literally <laughs> listen to Kevin Porter talk about anything um, yeah I need to listen to that that podcast yeah. I need to branch I need to branch out more I just stay in my little comfort zone same and with I the kids home all the time it's hard for me to start anything new or even listen to anything else besides yeah. Allison's show just to I think for that's this. what it is yeah because I really enjoy him I, I like Kevin. Yeah. And between him and Demi, they're a great team. I like him too. Yeah. Yeah. And Demi has been, I mean, I follow him online, so he's been doing a lot of amazing other stuff. So mm-hmm. I think we're all kind of in our comfort zone in terms yeah. of entertainment in general. They're right. I mean, Tony talked about, he's talked about having a hard time starting anything new. Mm-hmm. I think that was brought up on the Thursday yeah. show, which I know you haven't gotten to yet. Um, <laughs> But it yeah. is, I understand that you want to watch things that you already know and, and, you know, feel comfortable with. And it can be hard to start something new and just and focus enough, I think. So that makes sense with yeah. podcasts, too. Sure. 
Yeah. A comfort show for me would be something like The Office or mm. maybe Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, I just something like Twin Peaks and yeah. Seinfeld. I could just be watching those all the time. Now, I just finished. I know we'll get back on topic or whatever you want to want to talk about with the show. But I just the other day, and I mentioned it on Twitter, I just finished Six Feet Under. I know I'm like 15 years too late. <laughs> oh, I think I responded to you because that that is actually a comfort show for me. I love oh. that show. I've never that, seen it. Oh my! But wait, who hasn't seen it? I haven't. I've never seen it. Oh, Lisa. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lisa has. Okay. I, it kind of drives me crazy when people do that. You have to see this. So I try not to I do know. that. Show, but that is um, a show. But, it, yeah. Well, it depends on your pref- your taste of shows, you know, but it, it is oh, it so good. Like the finale, um, it, it's probably the best finale I've ever seen. It was just so satisfying. And a lot of emotional. shows do have really disappointing finales and their finale. I liked, it was very much. Oh a, my God. Like, I can't see them going back and trying to do another season. Mm-hmm. Like that, so. No, it was so emotional. And it re- it's, like, stuck with me mm-hmm. ever since I watched it. That's how you know it was a good show. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But anyway, I know I'm, like, in 2006. <laughs> That's okay. I'm in 1989. <laughs> <Let's Twin> <laughs> I was going to say, Lisa's further back. So, I mean... I'm also well, showing the well. I showed the kids I Love Lucy last year, so we watched all of them that are on Hulu. But then nice. I, I got the the DVD collection because there's so many that are episodes that they've oh, never yeah. seen. So now we're watching it all over again, and it's just it's pretty fun. I love that they. I tried to show it to them when they were younger, and they just didn't have any interest. Now they're just like, "Ooh, do we get to watch I Love Lucy today?" I'm like, "Yes!" Aww, <laughs> they're so excited cool. about it. I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." It's always really fun to turn your kids on to stuff yeah. that you yep. were and into I, and have them appreciate it. The yeah. same thing with Gilmore Girls, because I thought at some point, I think they'll like this show. And they were just old enough, I think, this last year to just kind of, it was just the right time, I guess. They just really liked mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. the last caller was a little bit of a downer, and I feel bad uh, for John, yeah. but I think... It's mm-hmm. so cool that he felt safe and comfortable enough to call in and yeah. leave such a uh, such a message. So um, I, hopefully he's doing better and hopefully he seeks out a therapist because it just does sound like depression and, and it's probably something that is manageable. And yeah. it's hard to hear anybody being, you know, feeling sad or being sad and you just want to help them. Yeah. <laughs> That was a yeah, tough yeah. one for me, um, for sure, because um, I'm not going to get, I don't mind getting a little personal because I think it's important to talk about mental health more than we do. Um, and that's one of the things I appreciate about Allison and Daniel being that open about what they've been through. But um, my ex did attempt um, to take his life a few years ago. So it, I could, you know, I definitely have a lot of, of sympathy for him and trying to think about what that's like to be in that place while we're in quarantine and while Mm -hmm. we're seeing all of the, the violence and, and all of the, you know, the, the protests and everything else going on in the world and feeling like it's gotta be even more challenging Mm. to, to see all of this stuff happening and kind of, you know, try to figure out where my place is and all of it. So. And not being able to see the other side that there is another side. Yeah. And who know he didn't I don't think he talked about family or what kind of support that he had, but maybe he can't 
you know, reach out and get the kind of support that he normally would be able to because That's of what's true. going on. So. Yeah, I can't remember um, if he said he didn't feel or didn't have anybody. What was really sad, I'm trying to remember what he said. Like, I think the two people, they would feel like they would be better off if I wasn't. I mean, it was something pretty serious that he yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, um, that was really hard. Yeah, and I would say, because I used to be a therapist, and I used to work um, as an intake assessment counselor. Uh, Ooh, assessing. So yeah, well, yeah, and before that, but whenever I was still in grad school, I worked at the at the hospital, um, pretty much in the ER, and I would assess uh, possibly suicidal people. And I would, but I would want to say to people that have like somebody they know that, you know, they're very depressed or you're worried about them. Like, it's okay to ask them, have you had suicidal thoughts? Because I think some people are afraid, like, oh no, that'll put that in their head or something. But it's like, if they have had suicidal thoughts, that at least gives them an open to say, you know, maybe be honest and get help, you know? much it's very much a taboo to talk about and that's part of why I don't mind talking about it because having you know had just that experience with my ex-husband people Mm -hmm. would like when I would bring that up like they wouldn't know how to bring that up with me or they didn't want to talk about that part of it and I would say it's okay yes he um attempted you know he attempted suicide and we need to not talk about it as such a shameful embarrassing thing but I think that's part of mental health in general is that a lot of people are still ashamed and feel like it's showing weakness or, um, you know, it's not okay to talk about, whereas physical health stuff is okay. So so I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that John called in, but I, I, it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard when she, when she gets called, you know, when they do get calls like that, because you want to say, okay, but we need to know what else happened. Well, my hope, is that if he made a point to call in, like he probably does listen to the show. Right. And I'm sure he would want to find out if his call was um, played and what they would say. You know what I mean? So I'm sure he probably listens to the show. And Shanna, thank you so much for sharing that. I do agree that obviously it's something that happened to you. So we, I think people more tiptoe around like, okay, what is going to be okay to, to talk about? But I do like removing all of that um, tabooness and because people are embarrassed to get help because it's because nobody talks about it. And I think more and more Mm -hmm. people talking about it is just going to make it more and more. Okay, I can go get help. This this doesn't have to be the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. You got to ask if you're worried about somebody, you know, Yes. like, have you had those kind of thoughts or have you tried before? I mean, that was my daily job was to Mm -hmm. determine like, okay, are you suicidal? What's your plan? If you have one, um, have you tried before? What was it? Have you ever had, have you ever been at that point of yeah, ideation of going, not just, I'm generally thinking about it, but I have a specific plan. Um, for me, yeah. Um, in my situation, I knew that my husband was depressed, but I had no clue whatsoever that it was that extreme because wow. he had already made that decision of like, he wasn't, he didn't even feel like it was worth trying to get help mm-hmm. or to talk to anybody about. So I had no idea that it had gotten that hard. 
And I think people who know someone who has attempted or has even gone through with it, there's a lot of, you know, self-blame and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, John had, was able to reach out to somebody or at least I know Allison gave out the suicide hotline number. Um, maybe he, maybe he made that call. I mean, you know, yeah. Well, like I said, I, I think they, Daniel said some pretty good stuff, but I'm hoping if he made that phone call, because obviously he follows Allison and got the phone number and was like, I'm going to call. And he's probably, he'll probably be curious, you know, if, if they're going to maybe play his, uh, his, his message. Sure. Hopefully. Um, And I'm really impressed that they, I have to say, I'm impressed that they uh, chose to play that call as well. Yeah. That's really, you know, they knew that was going to be a a hard, you know, thing to talk about. So for them to play that and kind of go, okay, we're going to handle this knowing, I would think knowing that, that he's definitely not the only one ever dealing with that. But right now it's, you know, probably even more likely for people to be going through that. So that Mm -hmm. was awesome. Yeah, and I think it's a positive sign that he called in. So mm-hmm. I do too, John. If you're listening, call yeah, in here. exactly. Call in here. Actually, Rafi, we have a phone number, don't we? Boy, <laughs> do we! Um, I just checked, and we do not have any messages. Not even any prank calls, which I'm kind of disappointed. Well, tell um, him to you know, like uh, add the BFF cast or whatever yeah, on there at least or get, something. Get out, yeah. Yeah, join, we, join us. <laughs> honestly, yeah, this is um, a community of people that is just—it's just good people. So mm. you know, he seems like he could use some support. But if anyone wants to call and leave us a message about the show or whatever, the number is eight one eight BFF zero seven thirty two. Um, anything else from Monday before we do a little childish chat? Mm, I don't think so. We'll just listen to her uh, her uh, message and then we'll just chime in on that. And if you do listen to childish, you want to add anything else? Fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. listen, so I just I don't either. So it's kind of I, fun. I listen often. Okay. So. And I think wasn't Bob Saget on? I don't know. So. Yeah, he was. I like listening to Lauren's recap because then I don't have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have time. I don't have time for an extra. Thing. I know. That's reasonable. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Childish chat with LK. What? what? Childish chat with LK. What? what? Childish chat with LK. Okay, bringing it to you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, Shanna. Hi, Nina. This is Lauren Kay, some childish chat. So they had Bob Saget as a guest, and he was really nice. He made some jokey jokes. He he sounds like a really nice dad. He has three adult daughters, um, and all of his daughters are artists. Um, Bob said that he was kind of a late bloomer, that he lived with his family. Uh, He lived at home through college so like he didn't experiment with like drugs or anything until he was like 21 years old um instead of like at 15 16 years old um and as we know Allison's the same way uh kind of a a late bloomer did these things later in life um Greg said that he and his family attended a peaceful protest and um 
I also attended a peaceful protest here in Bethlehem the other day. It was so nice and um, they had some really powerful uh, speakers there. It, it was just really nice. Um, and Bob did mention like he's a little bit worried about his daughters in New York right now because um, there's some maybe not so peaceful protests going on and um, and the, and COVID is bad there. So uh, he said he's, you know, worried about his daughters and they're just trying to stay safe. So um, in the news, Allison said that um, regarding uh, racism and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's going on in the country right now, that kids pick up on your stress and anxiety um, and that you shouldn't try to shield them from these things. You should talk to them about it and just try to be age appropriate about it. Um, so my husband, Chris, uh, spoke with Noah, our 10 year old about it. Uh, he read to him a letter that was written by the superintendent of his school. That was really beautiful, um, about how racism will not be tolerated in school. And it, it was a really beautiful letter. And, um, he also showed him an image of George Floyd, which was obviously really upsetting, but he, he just wanted him to know the, the magnitude of what is going on. And I spoke with our eight-year-old son, William, about race and racism. It was hard for him kind of to understand, um, but I think I got the message across. Greg kind of reused his high from the last episode. Um, he was talking about how they got a heavy bag and they got jump ropes and kettlebells. And his family is like the most wholesome family ever. And they love hanging out together because he's like, they're all four of them going out and doing like circuit training together. <laughs> and Allison's like, oh, you have like your own curves going. Bob said that his high is... Um, like loving things going on at protests, like the police being kind to protesters, hugging them, walking with them. Um, yeah, those those are super nice to see. Uh, Allison's high was that Owen took his first steps. Um, and I thought it was really cute, too, that she mentioned that Elliot was psyched about him walking, too. Aww. So that's really cute. Mm -hmm. um, Greg's low. He said it's kind of a low and a high. And I think he also said this last episode um, that his his son is beating him in things. Uh, so he said his son beat him at chess and at basketball. And like, yeah, I, I think that's a high. It's, I, I feel proud. I feel happy for them if they beat me. Um, Bob's low. He said his low is everyone's low right now. Uh, right on. Um, and Allison said she's a, like, she's, she's wondering what to do about preschool. Elliot's preschool is reopening in July and it's really expensive and really exclusive. And she's wondering, should she send him back to, to preschool? Should she just pay to hold his spot? Should she not? Because she's not fully comfortable um, regarding COVID right now. They got an email from a listener who said, why do we think the most of our own kids? Or why do people think the most of their own kids? Um, and in my opinion, it's because you understand your kids. You see all sides of them. So like someone, for example, might, you know, hang out and spend some time with my kids and, and say, wow, those kids are loud. <laughs> yes, they're loud. Um, but they're also really sweet and really compassionate. So you can't see all sides of, of any kid unless you spend a lot of time with them. So I think that that's what it is. Um, and then they kind of went into people who brag about their kids. And this drives me crazy. Like if you 
and you'll find this when you have like a baby or a toddler and like you maybe mention to someone like oh my my kid is able to do this or that now my kid you know talks now or and then they'll say like oh my kid started talking at 12 months old or whatever you know and (laughs) Bob was saying he um went on vacation with his ex-in-laws and his wife at the time and a friend of his in-laws we'll take a pause really quick um Nina I know you have to go so uh let's say I'm so sorry that's okay I totally understand I thank you so much for making time and um we'll have to have you on again soon well it was great talking to all you guys and um just catching up and just having a group to talk to and everything yeah and where can we find you if you want to be found um, on Instagram, on Instagram, I'm Nina Hartley on Twitter. I think it's Nina Lusk 83. Um, and those are the two. Okay, perfect. Well, you have okay. A, a good weekend. You too. All Love right. you guys. Bye, Nina. Bye-bye. Bye. And that this friend, like whatever you would do, she would tell a story about how her kid could do, how her daughter was better at it. So like Bob said, he he did like a, a little swim and she's like, oh, well, my daughter is an Olympic swimmer. And he said, you know, like, oh, I went for a run this morning. And then the lady's like, well, my daughter, when she runs, she's passing everybody. And that is like one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. And this happens to my mom um, with her friends talking about like bragging about their adult kids. And I think that that is so gross, but yeah, like my mom will say to me like, Oh, Eileen's daughter, you know, makes a hundred thousand a year. And it's like, well, uh, fucking good for her. (laughs) But like, it's, it's sad because it actually bothers her and she wishes that, um, I was kind of brag worthy and I'm not, I don't, I don't make a ton of money and I'm, not special in any way that you could actually brag about. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I feel sorry for her in, in some ways because her, her friends are just kind of dicks. Like who does that? Who's, who goes around just telling you how great their kids are? I don't know. I think it's such an ego thing and ugh. okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. But, um, anyway, it was a really nice episode. Everybody had, had nice things to say and, uh, I don't know. I guess that's it for now. Uh, so I just like to say, um, black lives matter, no justice, no peace. And I like y'all so much. Bye-bye. Oh, Lauren, you are more than brag worthy. Give me a giant break. You're a great mom. <laughs> you're a great friend. I mean, come on. You're a great wife. That's all brag worthy. It's worth more than money. Um, yeah, she's extremely brag worthy because she makes the best cards on earth she um makes way more money than i do and yeah i'm unemployed but irregardless she is blowing me out of the water in the banking department right now and um and if you ask anyone that knows lauren she is the kindest and sweetest person they've ever met so anyone who uh thinks otherwise can go fuck themselves (laughs) And there's that a reason is extremely we... bragging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, there's a reason why we call her A-R-I-Y-M-B-F sweetheart. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. I feel exactly the same way about the, the bragging thing whenever I just, just anybody that brags anyway, but parents that brag about their kids, to me, I feel like their, their good qualities are going to stand out and they don't need to be, sh- 
you know, like, I feel like if you're bragging, then you feel like there's a negative somewhere that you're trying to hide. So to me, like the good qualities will stand out and you don't need to brag about it because everybody will see what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's gross. And I don't like that kind of, I can't imagine having friends like that where that's kind of, I think I've lost friends because of that, where we have kids mm -hmm. at the same time and they became different parents than I was. And I didn't really want the kids to be around them anymore because they just were, they were kind of braggy or they were just, just different, you know, you grow, you grow apart or whatever, but yeah, braggy. Oof. That's disgusting. Hate it. Mm, agreed. Yeah. I've definitely lost, uh, all right. That, like when my, when my daughter was younger and I was trying to make like, mom friends, there were definitely some that I thought, you know, if, but before I had kids and before you had a kid, we probably, maybe we could have been friends, but then kind of seeing how they interact with their kids or yeah, just how they talk about their kids. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, so it's cool. They had Bob Saget on that. I, I don't love his sense of humor, but I think it's cool that they had, I mean, he's a pretty major guest. I think that's pretty cool to have him on. Mm -hmm. They don't usually have guests as far as i or they haven't in a while yeah um, allison has had a mom before that's i that's believe right. like on the monday show I, after he wrote a book maybe um which i i didn't read but i i'm not really into a sense of humor either but for some reason it still cracks me up that the dad from full house <laughs> has that kind of sense of humor <laughs> right i think he banks on that too because i mean that is the wow factor i think yeah um, absolutely uh, Rocky, do you have anything to chime in on Childish, or should we move on to Thursday? Let's move on. <laughs> okay, I figured. Um, um, Nina didn't get to say anything about Thursday. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, Nina, well. if you do have something to say about Thursday, just send it, call in the hotline. It's 818-BFF. I think I know the last four numbers, 0732. That's right. Well, if you don't have it memorized, Lisa. Then... I know. <laughs> well, this is new. Rafi just did this last week, so. <laughs> okay, see, I didn't know that part. I didn't know <laughs> that's okay. That so I feel like that that's that's allowed then, right? Okay, good. If I get a prank call later, I'll know it's from you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Thursday. We were her little peach ham pie sent in by our very own Shanna. <laughs> that's so cool. Is this your first carb? It is not my first okay. carb, but it has been a while and I honestly wanted to brag about it but I kept it to myself and I was also slightly disappointed that nobody you know kind of gave me a shout out about that before so I appreciate it normally somebody usually Jay Inslee would have said oh cool you got the carb um he's he's hilarious um, uh but yeah it was and I you know why I gave that I gave that specifically is because um Georgia's a peach, peach date, such a stereotype, but I had bought a huge amount of peaches. There was a drive through a farmer's market near me and I bought like a huge, like 25 pounds of peaches and I gave away a bunch of them, but I was still making so many things with peaches. So it was easy to have that pop into my brain. As a I think that was a car. perfect one. First of all, the fact that you're on this show on the week that you get one called uh, is awesome. And I love that Allison was kind of worried that it might be something obscene when she looked it up. Um, but it sounds quite delicious. And I am looking I, back at my I, notes <laughs> and I see one of your other carbs was Andy Cap's hot fries. And you are the reason why we had those at our group recording. 
Really? Yep. Awesome. I went through and picked what I wanted to try or I thought would be fun to have. So I'm like, okay, that's going to be one of them. Um, cool. I'm glad I take notes so I can flip a, through really quick. <laughs> that one was a while back. It was. It uh, was our episode 186. I don't know what um, month that was, but it's been a while. Um, yeah, I, I thought I sent in... Did you try? Did you actually try them? And did oh, you like yeah. them? I, liked I don't them. remember that part of your group recording. Yeah. I don't I have them. every aspect of all of the shows memorized. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, right? You like oh, them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. They were good. And my kids, well, first of all, I can only get them in like a 12 bag pack. So oh. I think possibly Ray took a bag home or somebody was able to take one home. And then the kids were like, oh, these are awesome. We, we need more of these. I'm like, okay, I should probably order some more because they really like those a lot. Um, but now we'll have to have peach ham pies. I'm into that. Um, so this is going to be the summer of Allison, which is awesome. She's uh, <laughs> shedding her. Oh, I was going to say something that wasn't going to sound good. She's shedding her goth look. And <laughs> I think like for me, I wear a lot of black all the time, too. And it's hmm, let's see, 50 per, hmm, 50 percent because I'm a slob and I could probably stay in a black shirt, but uh also because it's slimming supposedly and um i don't well also i think with having a lot of tattoos like if you have too many like colors or like a pattern i feel like it gets too busy so just black is just simpler for me but i felt the same way as allison if i do branch out i kind of feel weird about it but uh i don't know how you guys i know rafi wears black all the time too i don't know you about you shana <laughs> I do wear a lot of black for sure. And part of it is definitely the slimming. Uh, I don't know if that's even true, but if I, I feel like it's like, if it's like if somebody, if you have that in your head, then you feel like you look slimmer. So, right. Hey, and uh, I also am messy and <laughs> it doesn't show. And it's just easy. It's like, well, black goes with everything. So it's perfect. I can always just put on black and I don't have to worry about I'm not great at, I don't think I'm good at matching. Um, I don't have a great fashion sense, so it's perfect. I do try to make myself branch out. Um, so, but, and then, you know, I'm really particular about when the black gets like faded to a certain point. Yes. Like, well, it's not really black anymore. So I've got to, I've got to get more black stuff. Um, I don't wear it all the time, though, but it is, it is one of my faves. But I think that's, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to wear black all the time. If that's like your aesthetic, and yeah, I think like, growing good up, on you. it would be like you know, people definitely thought I was gothic, even though I wasn't. And or you know, you get the comments like, "Oh, was there a funeral?" But like now, I think mm -hmm. wearing black is so common that it's not weird anymore. But I will branch out sometimes. But then I think like I can't wear this again for a while because it's very different. <laughs> I can wear a black shirt every it's day, who cares? <laughs> but. I don't know. Little Rafa, you're going to wear a puffy shirt or what's what's your look today? Ooh, puffy shirt. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm wearing a black t-shirt. Um, no, I, so kind of like Allison, when I moved out here, uh, I went clothes shopping and I specifically told myself that I'm going to try on stuff that I would never buy. And I actually did find a shirt that I loved but I didn't buy it because it was too expensive. Even though it was 50% off, it was still ridiculously overpriced. Um, so I do like the fact that she's switching it up, changing it up. Um, I wonder if this is 
how some people begin to take on a more motherly look Ooh. as they uh, <laughs> go on. So I hope that this stays in a youthful um, look for her. Well, if she chops and... her hair off, then you'll know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, she's she saying gets, that she her mom had like a bob or something. <laughs> the kid, the hair. Oh, right. Well, her mom said, well, first of all, she's talking about wanting the bob and her mom's hair is a bob and it's actually really cute. It's like a, a youthful looking one where it's kind of like longer in the front and kind of hits hipper. So I don't know if she would do that because then she would look like her mom. But uh, yeah, I I always joke with my husband because my hair is like past my waist and I do need a haircut really bad. And I sometimes think. But your just... hair is your hair is gorgeous. Though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think I'm maybe like, I'll just like chop off my hair, make things easier. And my husband's like, "Oh no, that's not happening." <laughs> um, but I just wear it up all the time now, which is just you know, meet in the middle. Um, yeah, Rafi, I think you showed me a picture of that shirt that you were thinking about ordering. I'm like, get it. You need to do this. Branch out. I want to. I am always curious as to what people's like, what they're where they are in terms of like what they consider too expensive or like mm-hmm. so I'm curious like what do you what's too expensive yeah, Rafi for, for like, it to be, for like, it to be expensive for him I think it must be really expensive well here's the thing is I'll spend on the things that are worth it um this shirt yeah. was $75 on sale so it was 150 originally for a shirt okay. that isn't yeah, a dress shirt because I've spent that for a dress that. shirt but there's a lot of other things things that you would feel like $75 was like, you know, well worth it. And that's just your priorities. That just makes sense. And the funny thing is like, I'll go out and spend $75 at a restaurant on myself. Like if it's a fancy place and I won't think twice about it, but for a shirt, I was like, "Eh, it's a bit much, but also, um, I think probably I was just like, I don't know, self-conscious or something. But, um, also the fact that I was unemployed at the time. Mm, That's also part of it. Well, how yeah. would you, also how would you rotate it? Because it would be like, oh, he's wearing his seventy-five dollars shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one would know. No, here's the thing: it had like like a flowery print on it, mm. and ooh, <laughs> that's the thing is, I don't care about the price. My, you've seen me in my fancy shirts. You've seen me in non-fancy yeah. shirts. I don't care about that. It's just the fact that everyone's going to know, oh, he's wearing that flowery shirt and he only has one of them because it's either yes. a black t-shirt or it's going to be the flowery <laughs> So you'd, if you were going to make that kind of wardrobe change, it would cost you a lot more money because you'd have mm. to like get yes. more than just the one shirt. That would be, yeah, that would be pretty obvious. That makes sense. <laughs> he's feeling himself today. He's wearing his flower shirt. Um, there we go. And I, I know because I bought, I was all excited telling him that I, saved up money to get these shoes that I wanted and they're like $200. He's like, oh, pfft, that's nothing. I'm like, you jerk. <laughs> All, yeah, I was, aside from sneakers, every pair of leather shoes that I own are that much or more. Yeah, and I've been like waiting. That's but different that's because normal she, for women though. Yeah. Shoes last. And you take, I feel like that's a place where, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. And if you buy really nice leather sure. shoes and take care of them, then you'll have them for a long time. That's very exactly. true. I mean, that's, that's where I spend on stuff like that. Like watches yeah. and shoes is where you're at. I can, I can get behind that. And you're pretty generous with your friends, too. Hmm. I am. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, wait, is she talking about <laughs> <Next> me? Question. <laughs> So for Thursday, there was a newbie was on and it's Brian and he's a, he's a man of many hats. 
Uh, one mm. thing about having somebody new on Thursday is it kind of all becomes about them, and it almost feels like it should be them on a Monday episode. Um, but I did like him. It just I didn't really get to hear much from Renee, and you know, it just doesn't feel like a Thursday show when there's a new person on to me. I I can agree with that. Uh, he was interesting. I found him really interesting, and I liked hearing about. Um, you know, his history and kind of his history with, with Tony, more Tony content, mm-hmm. always great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, I, I kind of, it's, it's always weird when there's a newbie, they don't really know what's, what's going on. And you have to, you know, Allison has to kind of explain like, this is what we do here. Right. So it does feel a little bit, you know, kind of takes you out of the normal, the Thursday feeling that you look forward to, at least I do when I listen to the Thursday yeah. show. Towards the end, I was but like, yeah. oh, wait, this is this is a Thursday show. I kind of forgot that there were other people in the room. And we're getting <laughs> to know this new guy, which was fun. He was a fun guest. And I, yeah. I think it was Leanne texted that he kind of sounded like Ken Reed. And I could totally hear that. Um, oh, yeah, he kind of did. But <laughs> his stories of hanging out with Axl Rose, I thought that was kind of funny. It's kind of always fun to hear. I don't know. It's such a weird guest to have for Allison but I like mm-hmm. it because he has his hands in so many things and he's interesting and you know it, I don't know it was pretty fun it's always fun also to see another side another side of Tony <laughs> his right ball mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> I just yeah I know <laughs> if you're Uh-oh. listening Tony don't listen to this episode and don't listen to the last episode because I talked about <laughs> getting him a cut off uh, bathrobe but I think that <laughs> Uh, we still should do that, and I love that Allison. I thought you were trying to get him to come on the show. <laughs> oh, so don't listen to this or last episode, but maybe next week we'll talk really highly about you. No, we we talked uh, highly about you and Lily. Um, I love that Allison went directly to uh Brian and was like, "Have you ever seen Tony in a robe? Like, I need this information." We gotta like, keep that going. We gotta yeah. keep up, even though he, he did become no robe Tony. Yeah. Um. And I actually really, it still cracks me up whenever Jackie Johnson's on. She does the Tam Facts. Yes. That's hers, right? She called Tam Facts. I still love that. I loved before when he would get a new nickname every week. It was just like, you can't force a nickname and that, you know, it was so much fun. That. The Beast and, I mean, obviously Tone Zone's easy, but, and No Rope Tony's funny. And I think we need to send him a robe. I really do. We talked about it last week. Ooh, that's fantastic. And his name yeah. would be... Uh, tone robe that's his new name that will be his new nickname <laughs> he's no longer no t- no robe tony or whatever Does he has a robe? <laughs> we're gonna have to get him one it'll have to be i i don't know I, I i was thinking about this this morning like what kind of robe can we get him first of all if i could find a jean robe that i could cut off and that would be funny oh, but i don't think he, that's not comfortable <laughs> uh you maybe like chambray yeah. you know yeah the look but not oh, yes, necessarily. that's true. Or, or then I thought, well, what if I just make some custom ARI YMBF robes and give them, you know, Allison has one and she can give them out to a couple people on the show and he can have a, a permanent robe. They can have a whole robe show. That would be totally cool. Or would you go practical like a terry cloth kind of robe? Probably. Or are you thinking like silky? Oh, oh, I know you. I know where you're headed. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. Uh, I mean... Shannon would like to see you in a silky robe, Tony. So that one's from her. <laughs> Tony. Because... You know, you slip in and out of those things pretty quickly. I think you know they're all silky and just kind of, yeah. Um, you know, we'll never. I will never get over the fact that I did not. I was not able to go to the Motion City show when they were in Atlanta. Oh, 
Oh, that's a and I did not. And I had the VIP oh. pass. Yeah, it kind of broke my heart. And I don't want to go into detail exactly what happened, but it ended up being like a childcare thing. And I was yeah. just like, uh. and now knowing that, who knows when we're going to have concerts again? I was like, but maybe it's for the best. I, you know, I could have thrown myself at Tony and that could have been really weird. So <laughs> That would have been. And, you know, I know that I didn't throw myself at him when I met him. I was just kind of like, I kind of like threw up on him of like, hey, I usually be on the show. Blah, blah, blah. But I waited for him to say something first. I didn't, you know, just dump on him right away. But I know I was a spaz. I was like, okay, cool. This is what happens when you meet. Like, I'm always an idiot in front of Allison. I'm always a spaz around any people that are on her show. I don't, I just become an idiot. Anyway. It's hard. To, like, you always, like, come across so cool, Lisa. Oh, so. <laughs> Ruffy, you've seen this in person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. <laughs> um,. I also. But you said that Tony was. You said that Tony was like kind of shy. He was shy. He seemed nervous to be on the Mm -hmm. stage, but uh, I don't know if it's because he's used to being behind a drum kit or, you know, just being kind of like weird situations that he had just been through, like pooping his pants and like that kind of stuff (laughs) that was going on (laughs) right before then. But um, (laughs) he just seemed kind of nervous and he's just, I don't know, he's such a sweet guy and I feel bad that I've still left his request in purgatory to come into the Best Friends Fancast group. (laughs) Um, But I've been meaning to just like DM him, ask him to be on the show because I know he will. He just seems like cool and like Renee, like they're Uh not too big for their bridges. You know what I mean? So freaky. Got Renee on the show for yeah, sure. That yeah, was so she fun. Seemed, she seems so nice and like just, yeah, totally. So. And like that's how she was when we ran into her in San Francisco. It was just like she's just so <laughs> friendly and like cool and just you could really see hanging out with her. Like I sometimes think, oh, maybe Allison and I will be friends one day. But then when we hang out, I'm like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> and like, and Renee is just like more like she just seems like she would hang out with people. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. her, you know people pleasing ways but she's just super super cool but daniel did say he would be on and now that they have a sitter maybe it'll it'll happen because i know timing was an issue there but um of course it'll be fun to, to chat with him i think uh yeah we have a lot of fun things i want to talk to him about all of his inventions for starters but anyway mm-hmm. uh so speaking of daniel he and elliot and wendy ambushed the show and i think it's funny that he was like oh are you recording how do you not know that somebody is recording <laughs> I should not tell funny. him ahead of time. Like, right. Hey. <laughs> oh, where, where's, uh, where's Allison? She just must be out gardening. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so funny. But... Hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's what I used to do when I had small children. Sometimes. Oh God. Yeah. That was the, old, that was the first time that I realized, like, I used to think eating in the bathroom was disgusting. And then once I had little kids, I was like, well, I'm going to go sneak my M&Ms into the bathroom now. <laughs> Cause I don't want them to be eating, eating them or eating with Cheetos or something. Now at least I could, I have, they know my nightstand is full of like, you know, stuff. Rafi, don't say anything. Um, but also talked about that Elliot was playing with the lays that we gave them. And I'm shocked that they still have them. Those things were a mess when I was putting them together to give to her. They were just shedding everywhere. I'm like, these things are going in the trash tonight. I guarantee. I can't believe they still have them. So now I feel like we need to like get him a replacement. If these things are tangled up, I need to send him his own personal lay. Oh, give Elliot his own lay. That would be adorable. Rafi, I I can see 
I, of course, she still has them. Uh, I'm sure Daniel would love to throw them away, but she won't let him get rid of anything. Mm. So I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Okay. And especially stuff, stuff that that fan. I mean, that fans gave her because she seems she's so appreciative of you know everything that that the community like gives to her and is so sweet about it. So totally. I can see how she wouldn't want to ditch that. I think it'd be really cool, and maybe it's just you know for us, but in her recording studio, it would be really cool for her to decorate it with all the stuff. Then she would have somewhere to put it, but all the stuff that you know we've all given her over the years, um, it would be kind of neat. I don't know. I w- I have like a whole shelf dedicated to all the crap that like every BFF has given me to the stuff that Allison's given me, all the stuff that I've had signed, like, you know, just it's kind of fun to kind of see that. So maybe she maybe she doesn't won't think that's fun. <laughs> that suggestion like, hey, Allison, why don't you have up all the stuff that I gave you? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, buddy. I, I can see myself doing that. Um <laughs> So Renee is moving and I, I kind of forgot that she was married and I didn't realize she was that young when that all went down. It's kind of crazy to me. I just don't picture, I don't know. I guess I just don't picture her married. I don't picture her. I don't know. She seems like a solo kind of gal in like not a bad mm-hmm. way. She goes out camping by herself with a dog. Like she just seems like that kind of a person. So I can't picture her tied down to anybody. <laughs> She did a couple of um, Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, there was one that I rem- she I know she talked about it briefly on a Monday show, um, but there I she there was one I listened to where she went into really kind of did a deep dive about that, and I could kind of identify because I got married when I was I think she said she was seventeen. Yeah. I got married when I was eighteen. Wow. So and she didn't stay married nearly as long as I did, and I you know I, they didn't have kids either and everything, but um, I could kind of identify with that part of it and just I could see her being married just because I think about how how much you change I mean it's a terrible idea to get married that young because you're you're really still a kid you're lucky (laughs) if you still grow up together in the same direction and you stay together but I think that's kind of rare um absolutely mentioning the patreon bonus episodes I need to catch up on them there's so many that I have not listened to and they are always fun. And I also love that she's putting out the videos. So I want to go back and especially watch this one where Elliot and Daniel and Wendy all make an appearance because that just sounds hilarious. Well, the good thing about being home all the time like I am is that um, I didn't get a chance to watch the videos as often because I would listen to podcasts when I was commuting and in the oh, car and everything right. else. But now I can like put them on TV and, you know, I can still hear it and come in out of the room and do be doing other stuff. But then when they make a reference to something that happens on screen, I can go over and check it out so yeah i find so whining and being unemployed and stuck at home (laughs) (laughs) nothing but time yeah i have been enjoying the videos a lot this one i was eager to see because some people were shipping tony and renee i was trying to see are they going to be making eyes at each other do they have that uh yeah do they have any like uh you know, just just trying to read their body language, and uh, it seemed perfectly normal. But um, yeah, the videos are great, uh, and you only see Elliot. You don't see. Uh, oh, okay. I don't think you see anyone else come in. Um, you just he hear just, about well, it. Because she got up in his lap, and I know that Renee. Or he got up in Allison's lap, and Renee joked that Daniel should just get up in that <laughs> yes. lap. So I was kind of hoping he would. Cause I that's... know. <laughs> 
So that would have been fun. Rafi, you brought up the shipping Renee and Tony, and I'm wondering, like, first of all, I think people just think, oh, people are single. They should get together. But yes. then I hear that they're on this walk with their dogs and they both have dogs and that's, you know, something in common. I don't know if they have dogs. So that means they should be, so they should be together. It should be boning. Um, so (laughs) I just wonder, (laughs) like, is this their first time hanging out outside of the show or have they, you know, been friendly like this before? So I am curious if there's a little something going on there. Um, well, you know, I have a a biased perspective on this (laughs) because of, because it's Tony. Um, but I would be just trying to take that out of it. It seems like they would are really kind of opposite sort of people because mm. she seems so outgoing. And he, you know, he just seems, you know, pretty, pretty quiet in general and, and introverted unless he's, you know, he's making something, I guess, for public consumption, like his, you know, the videos that he does and, and everything else. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe they would opposites attract would right. they be complimentary? Um, so I think I think that they're probably just friends, but I guess who knows, right? I mean, true. And she's I think alone. it is cute if they're getting a, a friendship out of it. I think that's cool that Absolutely. Allison is bringing even more people together. I think that's cool. So they talked a little bit about trash TV, and we talked a little bit about that with the Monday show, but just also maybe not being able to watch new things now or the things that you're watching, how they've changed because we're all kind of, I don't know, trying to escape. I know there are certain podcasts that I would want to listen to, but they're maybe more true crime. And it's like right now, I don't want to hear anything. I just want to escape. And I have been watching a little bit of new stuff, but, but also like my comfort stuff is my trash TV is like Vanderpump and the real housewives. And I've been Mm. watching little women and, uh, the and like I don't really I make I don't know I judge highly about people that watch certain reality TV and then I watch this and like, then you watch garbage this... yeah but, but like, they I watch don't... different garbage yes yeah, I watch my garbage is a little cleaner than no I'm just kidding um, oh. <laughs> I consume trash and I judge others that do as well um, but so like I don't like the game show type of reality except for when it comes to like cooking shows so I've been watching some of those and. I don't know. I I want to find a show. I want to find a show to get into. My husband and I started watching Ozark. I really like that, but I'd like to watch like find my own show. Um, maybe I need to go back and watch Six Feet Under. Is that what it's called? It is, and yes, you can probably tell by the title. It is. It is about. Uh, it is death related, uh, and the you probably know a little bit about it, but that the family owns a funeral home. Oh, um, nice. But it's that's. But you know, it's not that. That's what it's all about that's like saying the walking dead is only about zombies it, it that's the the framework but it is about the uh, relationships between the family and uh yeah it's just a really great show and you would definitely know a lot of the um actors on have gone on to do lots of other stuff so it's it's a cool show but there's so many shows to get into and i i personally end up feeling kind of overwhelmed yeah at all the options that we have and now everybody's watching so much stuff and they're recommending stuff to me all the time. And I just kind of go, I don't, I don't know what. To... <laughs> <laughs> I know they talked about the 90 day fiance, which Hulu really <laughs> wants me to watch this or wherever it's at. I'm like, I don't think this is going to be for me because I-, I know I'll get into it and I'll be really mad that I have another stupid show to watch when there's <laughs> so much good to be watching out there. Um, 
but yeah, I I don't know. Do you have a trash TV that you like that your is your go to? I don't currently have any trash TV, wow. and I was into some for a while. The t- the TLC stuff, I would watch like Nineteen Kids and Counting or whatever oh, the yeah. up to now. Back in the day when they were only like fourteen kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before the sex scandals. Pre-scandal. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I would watch The Little Couple. Uh, I would watch Sister Wives. Mm. So any of that kind of stuff where, to me, it was like, that is a completely, like, foreign alien kind of world to me. Like, yes. I always found that fascinating. I for liked, sure. But... Uh, Sister Wives also. <laughs> but then also sometimes, I have to take a break from it because it gets overwhelming sometimes where I just, it's so different and weird to me that but then I started thinking, well, this looks normal. I'm like, no, I need to take myself out of this. <laughs> this is a little weird. You start getting rolled into like, this is how life is. Right? Yeah. And then I, I, I only have to have a, a, a husband every like th- every other day or every three days. <laughs> you know, you could kind of go, especially for someone who who has kids and works. You'd be like, well, having another a wife, having yeah. somebody else to like another take care of, of stuff hands to help out. I- see that i just don't know how he stays sane i don't know if he is though actually but... he okay uh yeah i find him insane yeah that was pretty <laughs> entertaining not and not just because he has four wives right. like but that was part of the entertainment factor for me I so agree. a lot I of the reality shows just like who is this guy yeah if it was just him and one wife i would think he's a little bit wacko yeah his he's hair alone wacko. should have its own show <laughs> And that has been a joke among yeah many yeah. people who were into the show. <laughs> and little Rafi, do you? I know you don't really watch TV that much, but what are you? Do you have any kind of like trash, crappy stuff that you're filling your life with? Uh, when I want to watch a trash TV show, I just reach for Friends. Oh, but, oh uh, yes. <laughs> no, I don't watch. I don't really watch anything. My sister does like Ninety Day Fiance. And she'll send me YouTube clips. Oh my God. And from what I've seen, these people are fucking idiots. Uh, of course. <laughs> like there was um there was a guy who was a Mormon and there was a woman like somewhere in like Central America that he was quote unquote dating and he went down there and like gave her like fifty thousand dollars or something and she bought oh like a, a nightclub. Oh. And then <laughs> He he met this guy who was like her ex, and it's kind of implied that they're still hooking up. And this schmuck is in Utah, paying for her ah. to do whatever. And um, it's just I, I can't watch that kind of stuff because it makes mm-hmm. me depressed. Like just seeing people take advantage of other people. But I'm, but at the same time, I'm like this fucking idiot. You do not send someone $50,000 that you're not married to. You're not going to get married. They're not having sex. Like, uh, this guy has some issues. All these people do. I try not to watch that kind of stuff. Like I've said before, that's why I have zero interest in watching Tiger King. Um, Yeah. Trash for me. I don't... I can't really watch trash like that because... um, I feel like sometimes it gets kind of exploitative. Um, and also, yeah, I have, I think I have too much e- empathy or I just, I feel like I'll feel secondhand embarrassment when I watch some TV shows. <laughs> so I feel like bad for people. Uh, 
Yeah. So I would feel bad for him. Like I would be thinking, yeah, that those people, these people are stupid, but then I would also try to go, Oh, well, what happened in his life or what, you know, where did, how did he grow up thinking that that was the only way he'd be able to find somebody. So I'd feel sad for him. So I don't think I could, I couldn't watch that. (laughs) So I'm kind of with you on that. (laughs) Gotta stick to the real housewives like I do. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I probably wouldn't feel as bad for them, but I never watched any of them, but I used to watch, um, uh, like talk soup, and then when it became the soup. Oh yeah. And when they would do like the like, I felt like I knew what was going on on all the current reality shows just from watching that. I'm like, well, Same. they're showing the best, shows, <laughs> yes. right? So yep. I don't have to watch the actual show, right? It's I like, still get all the like jokes and all the memes and everything. Exactly. <laughs> it's like listening to LK's childish chat. We don't have to actually listen yes! to childish. <laughs> she is our clip show. <laughs> Oh, um, anything else from Thursday before we uh, close out the show? I would, um, I would like to like uh, talk about Brian's um, his picture and how yes. he's selling, okay. selling that for Black Lives Matter. And I went and looked at it, and I was like, because I had no concept, you know, when I was listening to the podcast and I was watching it, and I would look at it, and I was like, that's just a really amazing, like, powerful image, and I think it's really cool of him to come to that you know at first he was like i didn't want to profit off of that but for him to come to you know what if people want to pay me for it then there's you know a good thing i can do with this so that was really cool um i agree and another people that are they are capitalizing on this issue going on and so Mm -hmm. that kind of overshadows some of it sometimes and so it's so cool to hear him saying Hey, I'm there and I'm taking a picture and I'm going to use it for good. And I think that's really cool. I think these, uh, the evolution with this uprising is so different than we've seen before. And I think it's as crazy as it is and as painful as it is, I feel like something good is going to come out of this finally, at least maybe I'm just hopeful thinking, but it just seems like such a different climate than it used to be. I know they're stupid. The looters are going to like always be there because they're garbage, but just the the fact that it feels so much more inclusive, like everybody's fighting for this instead of sometimes when this kind of stuff happens, it kind of gets like segregated and people are just against each other. And I feel like people are coming together more and it's kind of um, refreshing and, and kind of, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I agree. It it does feel different than, and part of that, I, I, you know, you'd have to say, okay, some of it has got to be the quarantine and the, the pandemic and the environment that we're, and now is versus other times, but I agree. I mean, as for, as all the people that you see that are saying, you know, all lives matter and minimalizing kind of what's going on or minimizing, um, the, you know, the, the violence and the brutality by the police, it's, it does seem like, I mean, just from my limited experience on social media, that there is more positivity and though there are fewer of those people, um, than, than there are people who, and even I've even been surprised by some people who have been more vocal about their support. And I think that's, that's a good thing that's come about is that there are people who are going, okay, I can't, I'm not going to be quiet about this, even when they, if they've been quiet about any other, you know, political or social things. So I agree. I think something positive, I'm hoping something positive comes out of it. So, yeah. And I think that he's doing stuff like that as a step in the right direction. And uh, hopefully he leads by example and we can all do something like Whitney's doing something. And like Lauren was talking about doing her um, going to the peaceful protest and other people doing that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think, 
you know, at first I was just like, what is protest going to do? You're not going to change racism. You're not going to change whatever. And now I'm just seeing that I was wrong. Like this is, I do feel like something good is coming out of something so horrible. And who knows? I, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm, I've had to have that conversation with people who, who say, who've said that about, um, protests and kind of go okay well let's step back and think about the the protests and the uprising and the rebellions that are in our history and see how they led to you know positive change sometimes it took a long time so that's kind of how what gives me hope is going this is um this is a tool and hopefully yeah it will be it will all turn out yeah us being better for it so yeah it's a tool it's a desperate tool but desperate times call for desperate measures i guess you know yes i mean yeah we gotta figure out a way to not get these people in you know change the system as far as like who can be a police officer (laughs) you know oh yeah obviously some people we could talk about that forever yeah yeah (laughs) i know someone personally that became uh is he's orange county sheriff and he was uh an abusive boyfriend of mine or fiance and I thought, well, that's exactly the kind of person that should not be going to be a sheriff. Right. <laughs> is someone that like right. gets off on power and, you know, like you said, we could talk about this forever. Little Rafi, did you sure. have more to say about that? Yeah. I have never been a fan of the police. I get <laughs> upset when people say all lives matter because uh, it's really yeah. fucking stupid. Yes. Um, and for people who have... Like, I was even annoyed at the lady on Monday who called, and she's like, oh, I'm so sad that my friend's businesses are uh, getting destroyed or whatever. Like, I I know it's got to suck to work so hard for something and just see it destroyed, but that's what insurance is for. And, like, people are going to get hurt. People are going to die. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, that's, yeah. And also, I don't like the term peaceful protest. It's a protest. <laughs> and the people escalating it is the fucking police. Well, yeah. Yeah, protest, but, I mean, a protest by nature, yeah, I agree with you, would be, is peaceful, and it's, yeah. Protest versus then, riot, or, yeah, violence. <laughs> yeah, and it's often people who benefit from the way things are that are the most upset about these images seen on the news. I would say, mm-hmm. go to the protest yourself, see what it's like, see who's doing what. To think that a country that has perpetrated violence for hundreds of years and literally stolen everything they have to feign moral superiority now is fucking infuriating. That's all I'm going to say. I have to say that's a good place to end it. Yeah, absolutely. And well said. And uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think that is a good place to end it. Oh, my God. I'm getting a hand cramp. Sorry. <laughs> what an idiot. You You're know, not I have my an own idiot. Trials and tribulations over here. We all have trials and tribulations. Yeah, so. <laughs> we do. Um, if you would like to be on the show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at bff Lisa Lowry and Little Rafi. Where can we find you? Don't bother. Okay. Go <laughs> to the Facebook group. Um, donate money. Like, put your money where your mouth is. It doesn't matter where. Find a good cause and do it. Nice. And Shanna, where can we find you? I think on uh, that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. I think I've it's all Shanna Tyndall, and I'm not going to spell it out for you because just look it up. Or you know, I, I'm I'm in the fancast group, and I've got to echo Rafi and say, yeah, 
do do what you can if you can't donate um look there's use use the google because it will tell you lots of things that you can do that don't require you to spend any money if you're broke like me unemployed there's still lots of good stuff that you can do to help for sure so i like that that's uh, a good note um bffs <laughs> you are truly the fucking best and <clears throat> you matter and you're brag worthy <laughs> thank you and <Andrew>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty cold to go, been cold since cold flow. Got a wire to enlarge and I'll set a fire down below. I hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know. Probably got a year, ten to go, so let's go. I don't really know how to go slow. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn, that motherfucker's cold. Hey, you in the wrong mode, you open and close, you know, holes for no go. This whole world's a shit mode, built to the brim like Gitmo. When you think it don't get more low, with limbo to the sticks on flow. All oppression's born of lies, I don't make the rules, I'm just one guy. All due respect, I'm getting spit on, how respect is now defined. I'm looking for truth, but you got screwed and drank the Kool-Aid. There's a line, it ends directly at the edge of a mass grave that's their design. Funny fact about a cage, they're never built for just one group. So when that cage is done with them and you still pour it, come for you. Newest flow is gonna told them what golly gee you have been used. You have to build a death machine that down the line will kill you too. Pseudo Christians down the different kids in prisons ain't a sin shit. The one scrap of what Jesus taught connected you feel different. What a disingenuous way to piss away existence. I don't get it. I say you lost your goddamn minds if y'all possess one to be Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, 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 yeah, ho, gangsta boo, run the jewel, we back on our shit, and it's cold as from the ages one to four around the age of five you shift away from your body to be stored they promise education but really they give you tests and scores and they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest and usually the lowest scores the poorest and they look like me and every day on the evening news they feed you fear for free and you so numb you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper i can't breathe and you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on tv the most you give a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically. Fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Who really wanna run it with the Jew runners? Go hellfire hot in a new summer. It's cold with a baby in a blue summer. I suicide bomber in a blue hummer. It emerged out of time, out of blue zone. Bad news coming to sun, to sun. Three beats like a wet dot chew on them. Got a stroke roll cool on them. Move on them. Move on them. We be the heroes, the breakers, the chains, and the muscles of locks. You be the sucker supporting the bitches that talk to the cops. This little man a turning and facing a fuck up on rock. 
I'm not so sure opportunities knocking this party the law. Word to the old school tape mix. I get radio Raheem Beats me. My Nike pin is sacred. Similar to the Ghostface bracelet. Frying a hole, oh no joke. Probably go broke, just all smoke. Fuck what we gonna do, not smoke. Get a job, play the role, be a dose. Nah, I'ma do me. I didn't got though, 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 got Oh boy. Yeah, I want to see your toast. Oh.